broadcasting around the entire world. From Austin, Texas. Via Simplecast. And supported by listeners like you. Bitcoin billions seller trading mining markets by sharing forks millions fights wise. Keeping you up to date on everything crypto. Welcome to Thriller News. Now here is your host, Carl Gonzalez. Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Thriller News. That's right, today is July 23rd, 2019. My name is Carl Gonzalez and we're talking Justin Sun being on the run. <laughs> That's right, I'm not making that up. Um, it's today's crypto top story, I know. Well, let's just do it. Let's do it. Crypto top stories. All right, so today's crypto top story is Justin Sun, CEO of Tron, is uh, one hell of a guy. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much going on here. I'm going to break it down. We're going to report it the way it was... Uh, the way, the way it came out. So on Monday, it was reported that Justin Sun would not be attending the Warren Buffett uh, buffet this week on the 25th. Uh, he said that he was having some issues with uh, kidney stones, and that led him to postpone a long-awaited lunch with the uh, buffet, with the Warren buffet, that is, right? So uh, came, then came reports suggesting that the rescheduling was due to a legal matter as opposed to uh, medical problems. And so for the next few hours, everybody in crypto was wondering, like, what the hell is going on? Well, uh, it was reported that uh, Justin's son uh, had been accused of illegal fundraising via the Tron project. It is also alleged the Tron network operated illegal gambling services accessible to Chinese residents and further took aim at Sun's early startup, Piwa, a social app accusing it of illegal involvement in the pornography business. That's right. The media outlet 21st Century Business Herald is, uh, I guess, I guess everybody from what I'm reading on Twitter is a pretty big media outlet here in China. And uh, they said that, that without a clear answer to these questions raised, uh, people are wondering whether this four million dollar meal came from. And shortly after, Sun responded via his Weibo account to deny the allegations made by the 21st Century Business Herald. And the illegal fundraising accusation is wrong, he said. Tron complied with regulators and refunded investors on September 20th in 2017, immediately after the order of a ban on initial coin offerings from seven ministries in China. So he responded in China about this. Uh, He didn't respond in the States about these accusations, but he did go on Periscope and say hi. Hi. Yeah. What's a crack? Yeah, I'm feeling better. <laughs> no. You want to see see our colleague here? No, I'm not uh, feeling quite well. Uh, but uh, um, um, I think we're gonna postpone. But uh, definitely, I'm uh, looking forward to it. 
No, it's San Francisco, not Miami. I hope I, I mean Miami though. Add lemon to your water. Yeah, definitely. We need more lemon. Yeah, it's uh, pretty comfortable in San Francisco. So yeah, most of the time, me and my team just focus on build. So uh, we launch our lots of our product, uh, BitTorrent Speed, and we are continuously to roll out to our existing user base. Uh, and the Tron Foundation, we are more focused on the sound network and uh, the privacy uh, features delivered on Tron. Also, at the same time, you can see... So he mostly just goes on for about a good seven minutes just talking about Tron. And then uh, finally, he ends the Periscope. But he never brings up the whole uh, China news or, or, or anything related to the uh, 21st century uh, publication. So it, it, it appears to me that uh, he's keeping it in China. He's keeping it separate. And I think what's like, you know, that pops out to me and should pop up to you as well is the fact that time and time again, we're kind of here with Justin and it's obvious this guy is always up to no good or surrounds himself with people that are up to no good. He even went on Twitter to prove that he's actually at the Bay Bridge uh, with the, his bodyguard. Um, yeah, he's never taken a picture with his bodyguard before, but I thought that was interesting. He made sure to point that out. Um, and then also was kind of, it's just weird, man. Like, I feel like whenever something happens to Justin's son, it almost kind of leaks out. I, I definitely think he has a mole <laughs> in his camp. Uh, just because, you know, th this publication did state that authorities came to his house, like only certain people would know that unless he lives with his parents or something. And <laughs> they said, hey, Justin, somebody came looking for you. So, I mean, it, it definitely appears that there's some kind of inside leak for him at Tron. Um, again, this is all very serious uh, allegations against him. So I'm trying to be as non-comical as I can. But uh to say this surprises me, it doesn't. I think we've kind of known for at least at least I've known for quite some time now that what Justin's son has always done. And that's, um, you know, this kind of stuff. It's just it's just not surprising. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep you monitored on the news. And let's hope this doesn't end badly for a lot of people that are holding TRX. Um yeah. Oh, and then on top of that, I guess I should mention that uh, TRX is significantly down at this point. I want to say I saw it like below five, ten percent or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's below two cents at this point. So, yeah, we'll see what exactly happens and if it can get back on track. But yeah, this uh, this is going to be a lot to overcome, I would say. But uh, if there's anybody could do it. It's uh, Justin's son. Until uh, then, he remains on the run. Okay, with that, let's get into crypto rapid fire. Crypto rapid fire. Just in case you missed it. So crypto rapid fire, we got some news for you. Let's start off with some Facebook news coming straight from the block. Crypto. Politico reports that Facebook enlists legion of lobbyists to sell Washington on Libra. Facebook has enlisted, that's right, lobbying firms because they want to woo lawmakers in D.C. 
and they want to pay him <laughs> in their, their stable coin. No, I'm just kidding. Per the report, the social media giant has expanded its lobbying efforts around its Libra cryptocurrency to include outside firms, among them two plug-in financial services, lobbying firms, the Sternhill Group, the Cypress Group, Baker Hostetler, and the OBC Group to swap policymakers scrutinizing the currency. Also in the mix is Davis Polk, the law firm working with Facebook to address regulatory concerns surrounding the Libra cryptocurrency. Yeah, I mean, they're going to spend as much money as they can to make that pass. All right, next up we have German regulators approved 280 million Ethereum token sale. That's right. Fundament, a blockchain startup coming out of stealth mode out of nowhere, baby, has received the green light to issue the first tokenized real estate-backed bond that can be widely offered to individual investors. Announced Tuesday, the Berlin-based firm has obtained approval from Germany's financial regulator, Buffin, for the 250 million euro offering. By virtue of being regulated, the token will be open to any retail investor anywhere with no minimum investment restrictions. That's pretty cool. Way to go, Fundament. Next up, we have the New York State Legislature has selected six representatives from the blockchain and cryptocurrency industry to join its digital currency task force. That's right. Revealed in the video announcement Monday, Assemblymember Clyde Vanell announced the legislator has selected three chief executives from blockchain startups, two members of industry think tanks, and a regulatory expert in the field. The group will advise the state on how to regulate define and use cryptocurrencies and prepare reports on the state of the crypto industry for December 15th, 2020. Members include Consensus founder Joseph Lubin, Global Blockchain Business Council CEO Sandra Rowe, Adjusted Fellow at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies, Yaya Fanuzi, Co-Founder of Blockchain at Microsoft, York Rhodes, Director of Regulatory Relations at Ripple, Ryan Zagone, and Professor of Law at Cardoza School of Law, Aaron Wright. That's right. This task force was first proposed by Governor Kumar, said at the time he believed the technology could be used for state elections, record-keeping, and real estate transactions. The unit will also examine the energy costs of crypto mining and the digital assets' impact on tax collection. Next up, we have Circle Moves Exchange Operations Offshore with New Bermuda Office. That's right. Due to mounting regulatory pressures in the United States, the crypto company Circle is moving the majority of its exchange operations offshore. They announced on Monday it would receive a full Digital Assets Business Act license in Bermuda for its crypto exchange, Polynex. Circle CEO Jeremy Allars told Coindesk that 70% of Polynex users hail from beyond the U.S., and that new Bermuda-based entity will handle those accounts from now on. In May, the company geofenced some assets on Polynex from U.S. customers. So it almost looked like this was kind of happening. We saw them lay off about 30 employees earlier this year. At, they said at the time that they were ensuring costs were in line with the market. Um, their whole platform looks very wonky, to be honest with you. I've never been a fan of it. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's not a surprise that they are moving across the shore, but... Let's hope that they update their product because it's, uh, it's pretty bad yet. It's pretty bad right now. And then finally, our last piece of news. That's right. Ethereum wallet MetaMask is now available for beta testing on iOS and Android. 
That's right. According to a published tweet by MetaMask official account, the wallet Consensus developed can now be found on the Google Play Store. It was published by Consensus AG, and it's a MetaMask mobile dApps and wallet app in your phone that can also browse Web 3.0 dApps. Pretty cool. I was able to play with it earlier today. It was a lot of fun. Um, it looks pretty slick. I have to say the UI is really clean. The only thing, the only thing you can tell it's still early days, right? You can still tell it's early days. But I will say there's a lot of people uh, on Twitter giving out free tokens, die, and other sorts of goodies. Uh, if you just kind of do a hashtag MetaMask, you'll see a lot of people are kind of, you know, giving out a lot of free cool stuff just for, you know, downloading the app and contributing and, and being a part of the ecosystem. So I would say give it a shot. It's uh, it's free, <laughs> and you can kind of get a better idea of how it's uh, how it's going to interact here in the future. So I think I think that's all I got. I think that's all we got in Crypto Rap Five. Okay, with that, let's get into Crypto YouTube. Crypto YouTube, the world of Crypto YouTube, the world of Crypto YouTube, the world of Crypto YouTube. All right, so it's time for Crypto YouTube, and today's video is going to be something that you weren't expecting. I mean, CirclePay just announced that they're taking off. We have uh, Tron in trouble with their tokens, um, and there's just so much stuff going on when it comes to security tokens at the SEC, and there's no better person to explain how all that works than Hester Pierce. Uh, she just recently went on stage here with Fortune, where they discussed the safe harbor approach to crypto. Check it out. Well, Congress is my boss, so I don't tell it what to do. But, but I, I think that we should remember that our securities laws are, you know, they've been around for a while, and they're fairly flexible, and they're designed to be able to, to accommodate um, and adapt to new types of, of technology. That said, so, so I guess I went into this um, when I first took the job on and started thinking about how the securities laws apply to crypto. I thought, you know, we don't really need to do anything new. We just need to apply the laws that we have, and they can accommodate cryptocurrencies as they do other things. But as I've thought about it more, I really do think that a safe harbor approach might be the right approach in this space, where you would say, here's what you need to tell, pe tell people about what you're, what you're doing about the project. Here are the types of things that people investing in crypto projects want to know. And if you, if you comply with these, these things and you tell people these things, then you can go ahead and you can um, issue these without having to worry about the whole panoply of securities regulations. And so that is something that Congress could direct us to do. We have the authority to do it on our own. Um, but sometimes when we don't act, Congress does act and tells us, no, we want you to go do something like this. So that is a possibility. Yeah. And when these debates come up, I think some people in the kind of crypto world wonder if you know, the SEC is sort of out of it or unfamiliar with it. So I'm just going to ask you straight, have you ever bought Bitcoin? I have not. Um, I, you know, it's something that I had heard about um, for quite a few years before I joined the SEC. Um, and I'm not particularly technologically savvy. Um, in fact, my niece, who's in her 20s, laughs at me about how unsavvy I am. Um, but it is something that I, I understand why people are interested in it. Now, in my current role, I'm not even allowed to invest in it. So 
Um, if I had invested before I joined the SEC, I think I would have, it would have been an awkward spot, so I'm glad I didn't, although I had thought about doing it before I, before I joined the SEC. But would current rules allow in the current SEC commissioners to perhaps all get like a tenth of a Bitcoin just to be able to test it and learn I just, works? I, I just think it's, you know, we're really restricted in the types of things that we're allowed to invest in and, and how we invest. We have to get permission before we invest in something. Um, and then we have to get permission before we sell it. So those constraints are in place for a really important reason. You know, obviously we don't want to be conflicted in what we're doing. And so um, my portfolio is very plain vanilla because I'm trying to maximize my ability to do my job without being conflicted. Yeah, no, those ethical rules are obviously important because you don't want to be tilting your hand in favor of something, but it does seem there's a certain amount of technological know-how you yeah. almost need to have to navigate this. No, I mean, it's a fair point. I think you're right. If we were able to play with these kinds of things a little bit more, it might make us a little bit more sensitive to some of the concerns surrounding it. But, uh, you know, on balance, I think that the, the ethics rules trump, um, trump the knowledge uh, element. Of course, makes sense. Um, let's stick with Washington a little longer, specifically this morning. David Marcus of Facebook, formerly PayPal, is being grilled, or should I say hammered, by the U.S. Senate. Um, you know, what do you think of all that? Do you think, um, is this just showboating, or do you think Facebook Libra has a chance? Well, having had to go before the Senate to get the job I'm in, I, I um, don't envy anyone who has to sit in that chair. Uh, it's, it's not always uh, easy to answer the questions that you get uh, posed. But look, you know, I, I'm eager to have this new technology um, be tested, and, and, and I love seeing different formulations of it popping up. Um, Facebook has most recently come out with a formulation of their version of a cryptocurrency. I have not personally talked to Facebook about what their plans are. I've read their white paper, not their, they have a full technical white paper, which I haven't read, um, but I've, I've read their, their broad uh, white paper, and it contains some of the aspirational um, vision that I think uh, is possible for cryptocurrency. I mean, one of the things that excites me about it is that it's really a way to bring the world um, together so that people can collaborate from all across the world and get paid for their contributions to projects um, in ways that they're actually, you know, it doesn't involve um, complicated currency transactions. Everyone can get paid with the same, the same currency. So it's almost like the money to go along with the internet. And I think that's where the potential value of cryptocurrency lies. Um, that's, you know, there are other potential uses, but that's one, one value I see in it. And so Facebook, it's, it's not surprising in some ways that they have thought, how can we um, take advantage of the user base that we have all over the world? It's not surprising to me that they're thinking about that kind of thing because they do have such global reach. Um, but again, it's, uh, it's not something that I've, um, that I've spoken with them about, and I will see what happens as they have conversations with with regulators, which I understand they're doing now. Yeah. One point of contention of the hearing this morning was um, the uh, way Libra's set up. It's a Swiss foundation, which I think some of the senators were hammering uh, Marcus on, saying, you know, what are you doing overseas? But I've also heard that the American sort of legal infrastructure just isn't built for something like this. And this is Switzerland. It's just simply a better option, um, which raises the larger question, is America sort of forfeiting some innovation to places like Switzerland or Asia, or you know, are these places just sort of you know run and gun and bad news? 
Well, I think that's one of the worries that I have. I want to make sure that this country is the most open to innovation of any, of, of any country. And, and one of the problems that you have when you have a, an established regulatory system that's been in place for a while is that we're pretty slow to move. And so, um, you know, we've got people at the SEC who are working intensely on these issues and they're, they're thinking about the proper approach. But as you can see with the way our guidance is sort of trickling out, it takes us a really long time to make a decision and it takes us a really long time to issue anything. Yeah. And I've kind of come to terms with that. <laughs> I think at this point, I think a lot of us have it too as well. Um, you know, I think it's good news that back rolled out here. So there's a custody solution for a lot of institutional players out there. So that's good. Um, this investigation into BitMEX um, probably was on the calendar at some point. Uh, so, I mean, what they're trying to do is just kind of clean up the space and uh, get their own guys in there to kind of uh, manage it, as they would say. So uh, we'll see how all this shakes out. We'll be covering it. Uh, but the ETF uh, should be announced here. I think it's on August, August 19th. That's right. That's what it is. Okay. So with that, let's get into crypto Twitter. What's going on in the Twitterverse? Crypto Twitter. All right. So we check out. Oh, my gosh. So this just happened. That's weird. So following a series of tweets, it appears that John McAfee may be in United States custody. Oh, wow. So this just happened. Uh, we all know that he has had recent troubles with the United States government. And it all began in January when McAfee announced that he had been charged with using cryptocurrency and criminal acts. Uh, and then he went on the trail for his McAfee campaign in 2020, uh, and that was on January 22nd. And then um, he recently tweeted here, <laughs> he says, uh, Freedom's Boats Manifest, one old man, seven brave soldiers, one Italian captain, one documentarian, a dog, a terrifying black woman, enough weapons and ammo food for six months, 1,834 quarts of booze and no drugs. Um, so he took a picture where he was holding some automatic rifles and that was on July 19th. And then, uh, today it appears that his, uh, Twitter account was taken over by his campaign manager, Rob, uh, Benedicto Pacifico Juan Maria Lagia Ramirez, who said that McAfee and his chem companions had been detained by United States authorities. Uh, and they said, people won't believe it, but the information that I posted under John's account is all that I have. John has a lot of friends all over the world, and we are all working to locate him and secure his release if necessary. They also said this is not a publicity stunt and added the hashtag free McAfee. Crazy, man. It, it's nuts how this is all kind of shaking out today. There's so many people in trouble in the crypto space. Uh, no wonder we have such a bad um, look, I guess, you know, for the most part. Everybody always looks at us like we're crazy. This is why. Um, but uh, yeah, crazy, 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 crazy. Okay, with that, let's go ahead and get into Coin360. Let's do it. <music> Weather report. All right, 
ladies and gentlemen, we got uh, total coin market cap at 266 billion. BTC dominance is at 65%. Uh, we got Bitcoin priced at 97.18, down 5% on the day. We got Ethereum at 206, down 4%. We got uh, XRP at 30 cents, down 3%. We have Litecoin at $88, down 5%. We have Bitcoin Cash at 288, down 6%. We look at our 24 hour change on the green. We got crypto.com <laughs> at $4.65, up 8%. We got Nexo at 9 cents, up 6%. We got V Systems. At $0.24, cents, up 5%. We got Lisk. Oh, wow. We have Lisk at $1.59, up 6% on the day. We got Maker ooh, at $5.84, up 5%. If we look at our 24-hour change on the red, we have Bitcoin Gold. Why anybody holds that? I have no idea. $21.67, down 16%. We have Solve Token at $0.20, cents, down 14%. We got Energy Token at $4.61, uh, down 11%. We got Ravencoin at four cents, down 12% on the day. Um, yeah, this whole market right now is kind of shaky for the most part. I'm I am not too concerned whatsoever. I'm purchasing more Bitcoin as we speak with my toes. No, I'm not purchasing with my toes, but you know what I mean. Like whenever I see Bitcoin go really low like this, it just makes me more bullish <laughs> because back just recently launched this week and it's testing right now. And uh, I've heard some rumors about who some of the users that they're testing with. And if that turns out to be true, we don't know. We don't know. But if that turns out to be true, well, when that gets leaked or whenever, whoever has that story, it's going to it's going to surprise a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, I, I will just say that. So 266 billion on the day for market cap. Uh, we're only really down like what's that? 30 billion. That's nothing. We can make it back in 24 hours. So, all right. With that, let's get on to the end of the show.
Thank you so much for listening, and you just listened to Neon Indian. That's right, I remember checking out that dude back in the day here in Austin. It was awesome. Really great band. All right, with that, just want to let you know we're going to be releasing shows all week. That's right, we got a Thriller Crypto coming out on Thursday. We got a Thriller Coin Talk coming out tomorrow. We got a Thriller Insights coming out on Friday. It's just so much, so much, so much. If you want to check it all out, go to ThrillerX.com. See the world. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with R. Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Carr said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto and not Carr. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world, one Satoshi at a time.